Hello, you are listening to season two, episode one of the Depression Diaries. I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone listening um, and supporting me along the way. Uh, we are happy to be back uh, for the new year. We've got some fresh topics uh, to discuss uh, for season two. Um, anyway, thanks again for coming along on this journey with me, and I hope you like this episode. Uh, thank you. Today, I want to talk about unrequited friendship and unrequited love in general. It doesn't have to be uh, romantic love um, or, you know, or even the platonic sort, any kind, any kind of unrequited love whatsoever. Um, it brings out the worst in those of us with depression, right? Anybody that has uh, any sort of <clears throat> insecurity or uh, major anxiety issues, um, realizing many times way too late when someone doesn't value you can be extremely damaging. Um had a lot of stories about this um, brought to my attention recently uh, just through you know friends and um, you know and other interactions and I just wanted to talk about it because I think we've all been through this right um, and as we come into the new year uh, one of the things that I want to encourage everybody to do is find your people. Find your people that you, you know that they care about you, that, you know, you may go through times of separation or through, you know, times where you can't, times where you can't uh, see each other or talk to each other all the time, but you know that in a pinch that they're, that they would be there for you, that they want to be there for you, um, and that they do anything in their power to help you. And you feel the same way about them. Find those people. Um, don't spend time on people who wouldn't show you the same sort of love and care that you would show them. Because um, at the end of it all, those those people aren't going to be there. You know, when whether it's at your deathbed or you know through any other time of crisis, uh, the people that people that weren't there for you at that time are never going to be, they're never going to be there for you in the long run. They're just not, um, you know, people will show you with their actions, what their intentions are. And it's no one's responsibility <clears throat> to make up for our, you know, for our uh, mental illness or our struggles. Um, but a part of friendship is loving through thick and thin, no matter what. And you should look for those that give you the same kind of energy that you give them. Um, 
and I I encourage everybody in 2020 to to love with to love with a reckless abandon but yet you know sometimes that's really scary right sometimes it's just just choose the people carefully that you give that to um I know that in various times of my life I've been unfortunately not very choosy about who I spend uh, that sort of effort on. Um, Unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who just, they just want to suck up your time and emotional energy while they can, and they don't really want to give you anything in return. But the good news is is that's, that's not everybody. It's, It's actually, when you really sit down and think about it, it's actually very easy to differentiate between the people who are there, who truly want to help, who truly, truly love you. It's, it's pretty easy to pick those people out. Um, and unfortunately, most of us spend our entire lives wanting the things that we can't have, wanting the things that are like just out of reach. Um, and if you're, chronically depressed or anxious, uh, you know, you can, you can double that, triple it. (laughs) Can't really put a number on it. Um, there will be people, whether it's your, whether it's parents, whether it's, um, whether it's friends, whether it's family or what it is, there'll be people that will, that will disappoint you and that will never give you what you want from them, the, the kind of love that, that you'd like to give them. Um, and won't always, they won't always be able to do that for you. And so moving forward, it's really important. It's really important to identify that as early as you can, which is not easy. I, you know, I get it in the moment, like you, you make a new friend, you, you know, you make a new friend or you go on a date and, uh, everything feels new and exciting and, and, uh, you feel like you're walking on air. Um, you have this, you have this, you know, this energy. Um, and at some point you realize, Hey, this was never, we were never meant to necessarily be lifelong friends or we were never uh, meant to be in each other's lives long term. We were, you know, just sort of passing through and that's perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong. Um, sometimes there are people that come into your lives, uh, that come into your life at the, at the, at the right time and then they move out and that's all there is to it. Um, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just important not to confuse the two. Um, there's been, there's been times in my life, um, especially, especially in my early twenties, um, you know, where I had a, a, a lot of these friends that, that would kind of drift in and out. Right. And, um, you know, and I, I would always hope that those would turn into, you know, these lifelong friendships where 
you know, we were just all always in each other's lives and I could just, you know, call them at any time and, and, you know, and the same thing for them that it would just be this, you know, this beautiful friendship because, uh, part of being depressed and anxious all the time is that, um, you, sometimes you find it difficult, uh, to connect with people and then, you know, sometimes too easy. Right. So, you know, you, shared trauma is like, um, a window into other people's souls. And sometimes you, uh, sometimes you can lean into that too hard and realize that there's nothing, that there's really nothing else that you have in common. And, you know, while you, it may have been therapeutic, it may be therapeutic to talk to somebody or, or be with someone who has similar experiences to your own that doesn't necessarily make a, <clears throat> a long-term friendship or a long-term relationship of any sort. You know, it could just be that all it is is a conversation. Um, and unfortunately... And unfortunately, that is just the nature of the beast. I I've always had um, this extreme fear of um, of abandonment. That I think that every new person, or even old people that have been in my life forever, I always think that they're, that they are just one misstep, one mistake from myself away from leaving my life forever. Right. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to have lots of friends and family that, uh, that love me through everything. But, um, there's always this uh, this part of me that is afraid that if I'm imperfect, uh, everybody in my life will just leave me, just drop me immediately. And so sometimes that irrational fear um, uh, allows me to make some really poor decisions. Um, and it can make you a little manic. I really wish that I could say that uh, this had, that this had never really, you know, been a major part of my life, but it has. Um, say from somewhere <clears throat> around middle school, I just started to get really fed up with the idea of. Um, you know, being alone, not, not having, uh, people to walk through life with. So I just, you know, I started to you know, do whatever I need to, to do to, to have those things. So, you know, I changed a lot of my personality. I changed a lot of myself to, uh, to fit the person I thought I needed to be. Um, there are aspects of my character that I, that I still do that with, right? I, um, whether it's 
uh, personality mirroring in a conversation just to make myself more likable. Um, and then realizing that and being super awkward the entire time, the entire time I talk to somebody and then I just end up in making, and I just end up not making a single genuine connection. Um, because I haven't been, <laughs> because I haven't been genuine. I've just been saying things that thought somebody else would like to hear. Um, abandonment and the fear of loneliness um, can be a huge motivator for just some of our some of our worst some of our very worst decisions and in order to move through our lives as real and as authentic as we possibly can be and as honestly as we can um we have to we need some distance from we need we have to have some distance from those emotions before making uh decisions so that we can <laughs> so we can not just not just avoid mistakes but also do things that will actually make you happy um because just going along to get along for somebody else is not it's not ever going to make you happy it might make you safe in in certain contexts but it'll never make you happy um Uh, here, here recently, I've been able to um, engage in like the sort of uh, creativity that I haven't been able to in probably about ten years. Um, it's because you know I allowed myself to be honest uh, with myself about you know about certain things, and um, and it turns out that. Uh, being honest with yourself um, can remove uh, certain blocks in your mind. Um, it might be ugly. It might be really ugly. But it's so much better. So much better than lying to yourself or pretending... I, um, my goal for the year, something that I'm thinking about constantly right now is, uh, is how to, is how to, I'm, I'm not saying that I want to care less, uh, about other people because that's not true. I don't want to care less about other people. I want to, because I care deeply, I I want to make more decisions based on make more decisions based on what's best for me based on what's best for my family and not so much based on the happiness and expectations of others and 
I think that that's something that no matter how old you get, um, that you can never be reminded of enough. <sighs> because peer pressure is a bitch. It really is. It's, it, it's, it's not even, it's not necessarily people telling you to do something. It's like feeling like, feeling like you're obligated to certain things that, you know, if something, if something stresses you out, something just makes you, if it just physically drives you into knots, physically and mentally, maybe you should cut it out. Maybe you shouldn't do that thing. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's good kinds of butterflies, right? Uh, you know, that feeling when you're in love, like really in love or, uh, the feeling when you, when you hear a song, um, that speaks to your soul, but then there are the things that, then there are the things that just really drive you up a wall. Uh, to a point, to a point where um, it, that is not safe uh, for your mental health, and um, those things should probably be avoided, cut out of your life. And um, you know, I just want to reiterate that um, for me, I am not started this started this podcast as something uh to you know help myself to to get to get all of this off of my chest right um well just so happens that you know as things have as things have gone along um i needed i needed the holiday i needed the the break that the holidays brought because i got to a point where um i was like oh shit you know, there are some people who actually listen to this podcast now and that scares me. So I have to like show this line of like linear improvement or else, or else something. I don't even know what my fear was there. Um, <laughs> I can't even name exactly what that fear was. I just know that uh, I felt like I needed to just be constantly improving. I mean, which, which would be great. Don't get me wrong at, you know, this like constant upward trajectory of, of, uh, personal growth would just be amazing. And <clears throat> I don't even know if that type of person exists, maybe on paper somewhere, <clears throat> but you know, I think that, uh, for all of us, you know, living in the real world, um, you know, these things are a constant back and forth. There are highs and lows and, um, hills, valleys, mountains, everything in between flat stretches. Um, you know, rivers of rivers of melancholy and, uh, you know, deep seated, uh, and a deep seated joy in other times. And, and other times just an absolute, you know, manic energy. And then sometimes you crash down from that and you repeat that cycle. Sometimes. Um, so 
anyway, uh, I just wanted to just wanted to touch base because I haven't done this in a while, and um, finally uh, got back to a point in the, the new year where I felt like I could, uh, where I felt like I had something to say. Um, anyway, uh, I'd I'd love to hear. Um, I'd love to hear some of your uh, New Year's resolutions, some of your, uh, I don't want to say New Year's resolutions, but if you want to share New Year's resolutions, feel free. <laughs> but, uh, or just, you know, anything that uh, you've resolved to do differently. Um, I'd love to hear those. And as always, I'd love to hear uh, your stories about how you deal uh, with your depression, how you deal with, um, you know, trauma in your life, what's helped you, um, what hasn't. And then, you know, um, there's anybody out there that ever needs, ever needs somebody to talk to or an outlet, um, feel free to send me a voice message. And, um, anyway, I really appreciate, uh, those of you that have uh, reached out to me already. Um, you guys are great, but, uh, anyway, happy new year to everyone. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Depression Diaries. Thank you.